0: Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. Could you please introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Yes, uh, my name is Fumia Ida. I'm a reader in Robotics uh, Department of Engineering at University of Cambridge.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, thank you for your support and for, uh, as well, Soft Robotics. So thanks so much for support and encouraging to do this podcast. So let me ask you about um, what is the first robot you built and what was the feeling at this time?
1: Yes. Um, so the, the first robot we I built uh, is um, we call this face robot. So uh, this robot that has a face uh, in and, and for us, we wanted to Investigate a uh, human facial expression on the robot. So, we actually made a robot uh, with a soft, deformable skin, mm-hmm. uh, just like a human face. And I didn't realize that this was soft robotics when we were working on this, but you know, actually, the very first robot I worked on is the uh, soft robot.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how you would, because you have this. Rich experience, how you would define soft robotics from your perspective? And uh, what do you think are the most important questions that we have to consider?
1: Um, So soft robotics is is a very broad field. And uh, I think uh, it's probably a little too early to Mm -hmm. uh, define what soft robots are. Um, because the implications of it is very, very um, deep and mm-hmm. I just don't want to uh, define it at the moment. Um, so one, one of the cha- characteristics of soft robotics is, um, um, you know, we deal with some sort of deformation, physical deformation in the body mm-hmm. or uh, interaction with the environment. So um, and, and that's, that's a really important element because, you know, deformation is the source of uh, the, um, of the whole uh, living activities in biological systems, and if we want to mimic uh, uh, biological systems in our uh, robotic mm-hmm. um, system, we just need to really think about how the formation actually
0: works. Mm-hmm. So, what what kind of self-creature inspires you? Because you work in in, in biological, sometimes in abstraction. What what kind of creature that inspires you? So,
1: yes, uh, I, I have uh, some 20 years uh, of research experience in robotics mm-hmm. and uh, more than half of it, I didn't realize I was doing soft robots. So uh, we were building a lot of rigid robots at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, we're always interested in biological systems, like how we can build in you know, human-like uh, robots or how we can make um, you know insect-like robots or dog-like robots. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, all of these robots I um, I built in the, in the first half of my research career was really uh, rigid robots. Uh, but then, the more and more I study uh, about biological systems. Um, It's just naturally going to uh, soft material robots, Um, and 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 simply because you know animals are made out of soft substances, and especially you know soft skins and soft muscles, Mm -hmm. and um, and and you know almost anything is soft except for uh, bones and uh, and teeth and uh, and nails. Mm -hmm. So um, that that was how I actually started soft robotics, and um, yeah, and, and that's we found it was very fascinating.
0: Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you about what, what you think about my misconception about soft robotics, something that maybe we didn't understand at the beginning was a misconception, or maybe still have it in, in our community. Mis- any misconceptions?
1: Yes. Um. So yeah, a lot of people say uh, soft robotics is something we have to make the, everything uh, soft. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, you know, from actuators to uh, structure to electronics to, and trying to make everything soft, mm-hmm. make it, all components of robot to make made out of soft substances. But I I don't think it's it's actually the point. You know, the softness is playing a very important role. Uh. But making everything soft deformable is not the the whole point. I think uh, the the fact that the deformation plays a very important role for many intellectual uh, intelligence or adaptive uh, functions in biological system uh, is a kind of really, really interesting and profound scientific uh, topic that we should really look at. So, um, you know, looking at our body, like Mm-hmm. Yeah, people say eighty percent, ninety percent of our body is made out of soft substances, and because uh, the reason is basically because you know the softness uh, is uh, important, deformation is an important source to make our heart pumping or. Mm-hmm are uh, inflating, deflating our lungs and uh, muscle contracting and so on and so forth. So the formation is actually the probably one of the most uh, uh, fundamental elements uh, to make ourselves uh, intelligent and functional. So that's uh, what we uh, should Rather look at, and uh, we rather you sh- should really thinking about what's the implication of having soft uh, deformation mm-hmm. uh, rather than just you know blindly making everything soft.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you think that the uh, researches have been done so far in like replicating uh, soft uh, microcontrollers uh, instead of the rigid one? Do you think this could be uh, a worthwhile to to invest? in this direction of having soft microcontrollers that uh, instead of using the rigid one,
1: uh, well, it, it, it really depends where you want to use it for. And, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, if your biological system has all this you know, soft substances from, you know, nervous system to muscles to skins and, 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 and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, copying nature blindly is not leading to mm-hmm. a very um, fruitful research outcome. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, if we can make soft, Um, we can open up a new um, market or new application area Um, but you know that if that's really really absolutely necessary to make software more intelligent uh, i i don't think um, this is a useful uh, discussion Mm
0: -hmm. so you mainly focus on this abstraction of intelligence or embodied intelligence i think we would like to hear this since this point What's actually your uh, main passion about work in soft robotics? Basics, uh, uh, ideas, you, you you do it in your research group as a leader. What what's, what's kind of project are you doing in so robotics? Yeah, well,
1: thank you for asking this question. I think that's a really important point. And um, so my research field uh, has been always um, centered around mm-hmm. the, uh, the issue of embodied intelligence. Mm-hmm. And the embodied intelligence um, can be... You know, explain in many different ways, but one aspect is the, um, the you know, the question about in the body, whether mm. a body, in what way body is important to build intelligent uh, systems uh, like animals or humans um, and uh, and robots. So, to what extent uh, the body contributes to make a uh, robot more intelligent? Whether brain brain controls body mm-hmm. or brain is being controlled by body. Mm -hmm. I think this is kind of one of the uh, central questions in embodied intelligence. And uh, of course, the answer is probably um, both Uh, brain is controlling our body. But at the same time, brain is somehow structured uh, by the um, many physical aspects of our body. So um, usually, uh, or historically, um, you know, uh, control engineering, uh, and computer science uh, tend to think that uh, how to design a good brain mm-hmm. to control any body. Uh, and this is one important research direction we should uh, do. But, you know, uh, it's, it's also very important to think that, um, you know, how body uh is guiding the brain to be uh, intelligent mm-hmm. uh and that aspect has been always missing and uh and in in this context uh, um you know the, the the body has a lot of in, intelligent uh functionality and uh, we call it sometimes morphological computation mm-hmm. if you have a very good design of the body Um, you know the control effort can be significantly reduced Mm -hmm. and that's a very good instance that a good body is important for uh, making uh, uh, intelligent systems Um, and obviously you know if you want to make a very good body you need uh, um, a good materials good design process and good fabrication technique and so on and so forth. And all of these questions are are related to the research in soft robotics.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Actually, I would like to ask in this regard about wizard. It's still challenging to have the right body that meets intelligence, because I I think many of researchers, especially in artificial intelligence, they highlighted it's still challenging. But I don't know from your perspective in soft robotics, do you think is still challenging to meet this the brain that could be control the body uh, is the term intelligence is it still limitation or challenges
1: oh yeah lots of challenges well first of all i think brain and body are two important components to make system in, uh, intelligent but mm-hmm. still that's not enough i think there's another important aspect is the environment mm-hmm. brain body environment uh, need to come together to really understand how um, intelligent behaviors or intelligent adaptive behavior uh, happens and, and environment component usually uh, is um, ignored or underestimated uh, in the discussion of design of intelligent systems. Uh, but I think that's a very, very fundamental mistake that the uh, environment is playing a role how mm-hmm. um, the, the system uh, can be intelligent so um, so that's that's uh, uh, how we look at it. and we have absolutely no idea how you know uh, all these three components can be come together and, and we don't even know how what's a good way to do research on this uh, kind of uh, very complex interaction field so um, yeah I think we just you know we at the beginning
0: hmm so let me ask you about what could be the important questions that we didn't ask ourselves in and soft do you think there is still questions we have to answer? What kind of questions that comes to your mind sometimes?
1: Um, so, yeah, well, the interesting, really, question is, um, um, we, we know that the embodiment is very important mm-hmm. and therefore, in you know, a soft body or soft functional body uh, are important. So that, that that's something we, we, we know. But um, the central question I've been interested in in the last uh, few years mm-hmm. uh, is, um, how we should really design it and or how design can be uh emerged by itself just like you know uh in in nature like a a biological system have somehow find a solutions to make a very intelligent bodies without you know humans designing it um and uh, what what are the principle is this so the, the, um unlike you know design of control system or design of a computer program um mechanical design has a very uh, um uh, many many parameters to to tune if you want to up, uh, automatically optimize and uh, so this uh, very large uh, landscape, the optimization landscape. Uh, we just don't know how to deal with this kind of problem. And uh, so that's why I'm interested in how to do the design optimization of physical mechanical systems and especially in a soft deforming system. We have just don't know how to design it.
0: Mm-hmm. So let me ask you on this, this point about designing. Do you using simulation? Because I think this is, could be a really interesting point. How you test the systems before going to the real uh, life experiment? So how, how is this design is going? Is interactive design? Could you be still more about that in designing?
1: Well, that, that, that's a really really good point. I think um, you know uh, the the mainstream engineering disciplines in general, from design to simulation to control and fabrication and so on and so forth. Um, int- historically, a lot of things um, is based on. Uh, rigid body assumption so uh, we're very good at manufacturing rigid body very Mm -hmm. good at simulating uh, rigid body um and very good at controlling rigid systems uh, but as soon as we put some, you know, um, high degree of deformation, um, flexibility, then uh, a lot of things we developed in the in um, in the, in the uh, engineering field no longer uh, usable. So, uh, so we have very limited capability of simulating uh, reliably the deforming structure, for example. So um compared to rigid system um tools we have very little tools available for this kind of thing so mm-hmm. um we're still exploring whether we should start with the simulation or shall we just build it and test it first in reality and then think about simulation uh, later um so in my um I kind of Uh, intuition Mm -hmm. soft robotics is very similar to you know things like a fluid dynamics Mm -hmm. um, that uh, you know fluid dynamics is actually more difficult to simulate than doing experiments it's sometimes cheaper and faster to do real-world experiments than Mm -hmm. try to simulate something uh, equivalent Um, so um, so that's why we we should not you know shy about doing real-world experiments Mm -hmm. uh, to just to from from uh, from the beginning because uh, simulation can be very, very troublesome.
0: Yeah. So I would like to ask about the intelligence in soft robotics. First of all, how you see intelligence in terms of soft robotics? How you define intelligent in soft robotics?
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like to define intelligence mm-hmm. uh, because that's uh, very, um, um, that has many different aspects of it. So. Um, there, there are many, um, we can characterize intelligence in many ways, like, you know, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's not um, an absolute thing. It's usually a relative thing. So you mm-hmm. can say this one is more intelligent than others. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what is intelligence is a big, uh, big still a big question. Um, so uh, having said that, um, so what we need to really think about um, to make a more intelligent a uh, soft robot, um, it, it's probably important to think about the complexity is one thing. Um, so if we look at, um, you know, compare existing rigid robots, uh, conventional rigid robots and, and the biological systems, a number of sensors, number of muscles, number of uh, degrees of freedom is, is very, very um, different. So um, biological systems is a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, ultimately, uh, soft robotics has a very good um, chance to significantly uh, increase the, um, the complexity or size or, um, or density of sensor motor apparatus. Um, and and that's that's a kind of you know the first order, um, the first step to uh, make the, um, to 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 uh, fill the gap between biological system and uh, artificial systems, and uh, and from there, um, you know if we have more sensors and more muscles and uh, more flexibility to mm-hmm. uh, deal with uh, complex physical uh, environments, then we will have probably completely different landscape about how to do motor control, how to do you know, signal processing, or how to do, you know, sensory motor learning and all that kind of thing. So um, we, we're just, you know, um, very uh, first step making mm-hmm. things from, uh, uh, from uh, very simple complex or uh, well, simple rigid body robots to uh, towards more complex uh, animal-like systems.
0: Mm-hmm. So let me ask you about what could be the limitation uh, or challenges uh, that you would like to solve in, in your um, aspect of research and what kind of challenges or limitations do you have already?
1: Um well yeah there, there are lots of lots of challenges um and uh as i said earlier um we just don't know uh we don't have a good materials that can make you know animal like muscles or we don't have uh, good sensor to do tactile sensing or false sensing um and we don't have simulation tools fabrication tools and and mm-hmm. we we really have uh, very limited capabilities of building Mm. uh, soft robots that i want to build uh, ideally um so yeah we need to uh, explore all these different directions of technologies and uh, necessary for soft soft robotics um, and uh, well, at the moment, what I'm interested in is really fabrication techniques and assembly techniques. Like how, um, you know, I'm not materials scientist, mm-hmm. uh, so I cannot really develop materials by ourselves. But as soon as we have some interesting material that we can use for three D printing or assembly of robots, then uh, we can make something um, uh, different from the conventional rigid robots. Um, so, integration is a really interesting uh, challenge from my point of view, and uh, one of the, um, the main research topics that we're working on is uh, building a human-like hand, a mm-hmm. robot hand, uh, because hand has a very uh, complex tr- structures. Uh, there's a lot of muscles, lots of sensors and, um, and, and, um, uh, interesting sensor motor coordination and so on. So this is, this found, I found it really interesting challenge that we can, uh, try now and, 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 and it's the right time to address this uh, challenge because we have, uh, um, some ideas about how to do, um, soft uh, materials and, and, and uh, we can probably make a better, uh, robot hands because of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. So let me ask you about the point of material. Do you think that uh, what do you think about like any conductive polymer as actuation and sensing capabilities? It still have its challenges, but do you think this could be really uh, beneficial to dig deep in this direction of having a smart material, or we have to invest on actuation by integrating rigid and soft uh, like silicone, rubber, or something?
1: Uh, Right. So, um, yeah, that's a really, really interesting question because, you know, we all know that actuation or especially soft actuation is the bottleneck of many applications Mm -hmm. and there are many different approaches uh, building um, unconventional soft actuation. Um, I'm not, uh, uh, again, I'm not a materials scientist, I just don't know exactly what are the limitations of, um, of the materials to make an artificial uh, muscles. Uh, the mainstream of actua- soft actuation at the moment is, um, yeah, is um, pneumatic actuators and some existing um, artificial muscle-like uh, uh, materials. Um, and uh, all, all of these things are great, um, but at the same time, you know, all of them has some troubles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, well, ultimately, we want to have something like uh, biological muscles, but we are very, very far away from mm. there. So um, yeah, well, that, this is where we we need to uh, do a lot of investigations. But we don't see any um, easy solution to have a good uh, solution for soft soft actuator so i myself is not really working on artificial muscles because compared to more established technology like electric motor Mm -hmm. or uh, pneumatic uh, actuators It's more um, um, difficult to be integrated in complex systems. So, but you know, we're we're waiting for some uh, good actuators to um, to come uh, and and disposal for our research projects.
0: Mm -hmm. Great. So, let me ask you about about the interdisciplinary because we're working from material and electrical and mechanical. Do you think, from your experience, they should still have challenges in understanding each other? And do you think maybe it's maybe an issue to come up with um, something that uh, serves each other, like material science, understand what we need. Do you think this is challenging here uh, from your experience? So, um,
1: well, robotics is uh, is a good, great field to do interdisciplinary yeah. research because it's 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 really, you know, uh, um, the field of uh, interdisciplinarity, right? So, uh, historically, robotics and uh, computer science and, and physics are uh, mm-hmm. working together really nicely, and uh, more recently, uh, you know, biology came to the picture, and biologists, robotics is working together, um, and and now you know, material scientists coming into the um, into the field, which is basically the soft robotics. So that's how i look at the um the current situation um <clears throat> and uh um or well, interdisciplinary collaboration is absolutely necessary to make any um mm-hmm. a fundamental breakthrough uh in robotics and more in inge- uh, generally uh, engineering uh, research um or simply because you know we have explored a lot of things and a lot of research going on around the world uh, but usually bottleneck is uh, is material science, mm-hmm. uh, or some uh, you know um, like computing computing technologies and so on. Um, so if you're working only on robotics, you cannot solve the problem of material problem of uh, computation mm-hmm. uh, and so on. So um, I think this is really really fundamental, uh, uh, fundamentally necessary aspect of it. But having said that, uh, as you know, this in- interdisciplinary collaboration is very very difficult because everyone Mm. use different language and and the different uh, benchmarking techniques and bench um, and uh, different way of collaborating to each other Mm -hmm. so um, but you know this is something really necessary so we just need to do more and more to get used to uh, what others are you know thinking and talking and how we can work together
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's great so, I would like to skip about what is the interesting project you're working now, something you would like to share with us, the very interesting project you're working on.
1: Right. So, um, so we're we doing um, uh, both uh, fundamental research and also mm-hmm. application research because, you know, as an engineer, we need to explore both. Um, and, uh, and one aspect of a uh, project is really about the, um, um, the uh, soft robotic hands mm-hmm. um, and the uh, you know, manipulation problem has been explored for many, many, many decades. Uh, in the history of robotics but still uh, we are not even close to the uh, um, solution Mm. compared to what you know even a five-year-old child the dexterity of their manipulation capability is way beyond uh, what we can do with robots Um, and and that's something we're really interested in you know how can we get at least you know closer to their dexterity um, and, uh, we, we trying many different kinds of, uh, problems, uh, from, you know, uh, picking up, uh, tools or making tools or, uh, using chopsticks or playing piano, um, and, uh, and, um, and manipulating fruits and vegetables and cooking. Um, and we're just trying to see, you know, what is really the fundamental problem of, soft robotics to get closer Mm -hmm. to uh, human dexter manipulation dexterity so that's one of the uh, um, very exciting projects uh, Mm -hmm. we're we're doing but at the same time uh, on the other end more uh, applied research uh, we are trying to to uh, make some impact in the area of uh agri agriculture and the food manufacturing uh sector um the, the reason is um you know uh it's a- it's a huge industry like we mm-hmm. all rely on food and uh, on production of food and logistics of food uh but robotics has not been um, uh, really actively researched in these areas and we have just started a new center of doctoral training in, uh, in UK on agri-food robotics. And, uh, this is a really nice combination, uh, uh, nice uh, relevant research area for soft robotics because you know, all of the f- food and, uh, um, um, and agricultural products have a very, um, um, soft structures or um, unknown structures. And and this is a t- the place where soft robotics can be very, very useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we need a very cheap solutions of robotics, which is very, you know, an uh, advantage of soft robotics. It can make a cheap robot because of the soft materials. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, this kind of soft technology, uh, soft, cheap and soft technologies can be ideal uh, for uh, making impact in the
0: agri-food industry. Mm. That's a really great project of each bot. and I would like to ask you how you would envision this project in the long term. What is your goals or how you would like people to think about these robots when they work in, a, in their uh, agriculture uh, profession?
1: Um, so yeah, um, that, that's a, um, you know, I- interesting question and we, we don't have a, a, straightforward answer to this question because, um, this is a huge industry on the one hand, uh, and soft robotics is just started and we don't really know how, you know, these two, uh, very, um, distant concepts uh, can come together. Uh, but I think this is the place where we really have to um, make impact because it's, it's, it's really necessary. Um, um, and uh, um, so how this is gonna go is still a question. Probably we start with really small uh, problems. Like mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people start using soft gripper to, to uh, manipulate fruits you know, uh, and vegetables because you know, these uh, uh, agricultural uh products are very vulnerable if you um uh, touch it uh in uh, in, the, in the region rigid the, the grippers and so on. Um and uh I, I don't know how big the impact of this kind of technology will be Mm -hmm. uh but you know this is a a very short term um, an outcome we can expect in the next i don't know um few years to 10 years or so but you know if you think about beyond 10 years 20 years um it's very difficult to predict because we just don't know uh, where it's going Uh, but this is potentially a really really interesting and exciting research area
0: Mm -hmm. Great. So, I wonder, like, a you about what do you think about the most promising project have been done so far by other research group in soft robotics? Something you think is interesting in soft robotics? Um,
1: yeah. Um, so. I mean, all of robotics social robotics is, uh, research is interesting yeah. um, because, you know, this is something new. Um, you know, we've been working on robotics for the last 20 years, but, um, you know, uh, um, sometimes I get bored because okay i saw this thing 10 years ago and we re, re, reinventing wheels uh, mm-hmm. and so on so forth but uh, most of soft robotics products are really really exciting and interesting you know simply because they always try to um, deal with uh materials uh and, the, uh and the fabrication technique of materials and the breakthrough of robotics um a lot of them are you know, basically based on the use of new materials, new functional materials, a new fabrication technique of new materials, and and so on and so forth. So um, that's a that's a really really um, a, um, exciting area because you know um, all this the you know, soft robotics conferences and uh, and the journals of soft robotics, the papers have always some interesting aspects of it, um, and. Um, hmm. Yeah that's 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 why I'm I'm really excited well especially um, you know the fabrication technique, mm-hmm. like how to make a soft actuators or how to make a soft um structure that can do also sort of different kind of thing um and this, yeah i think that's a really rapidly progressing field and there's so many competitions going on um and but it's not you know um uh unhealthy competition it's very mm-hmm. creative productive uh, competition so that's a really um interesting area that i'm, I'm always uh, fascinated
0: mm-hmm. too yeah so do you think that we have to come up with something like regulation or we have like to consider ethics while we're doing research of robotics since we now see application in biomedical or you know, like Vigibot? And do you think in the long term, because maybe this something could maybe lead to uh, social inequality if we just see robots take our jobs? Do you, do you have something that you, oh, we have to come up with regulation or ethics consideration in this and our research
1: um well i i thought of this um many, many times mm-hmm. and i'm not really expert in this field um and uh um yeah lots of discussion with uh, policymakers or some philosophers yeah. um you know about this and, and the economists talking about future of jobs and so on um so i it's, it's just you know beyond my capability of. Um, talking about this. Mm -hmm. But having said that from scientific point of view, uh, it's probably important to um, start thinking about um, how we should structure um, the the research in in soft robotics, because there are so many um, new concepts and new methodologies necessary to do systematic research. Of software, it's not only you know building robots or testing robots, but also how to do interaction uh, with humans. Um, health and safety regulations should be probably a bit different from conventional robots. Um, and the robots start dealing with food and uh, and, and the biological systems, uh, and the robot are significantly closer. Are uh, physically uh, closer mm-hmm. to to our society, and uh, we might need to um, to start uh, thinking about how we should, you know, uh, deal with this uh, kind of problems, and um, yeah, I think that's a very important issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if you have like vision in, in maybe in short to long term something very challenging, you think? But when we attend the conference, we have many researchers. Do you think that oh, we have these challenges that maybe still we may stumbling? Do you have any thoughts what could be the most challenging parts of robotics?
1: Um, yes. Uh, so one of the um, big barrier mm-hmm. uh, for us at the moment is um, you know the soft robot uh, deals with most uh, only almost only uh instantaneous deformation so we think about soft material changing the shape if you push it um but you know the deformation doesn't have to be in the shorter time scale but it can be longer time scale Mm -hmm. like how you know um like like the behavior of plants or trees growing over time. And that's uh, a longer term deformation. And it's not just elastic deformation, but the plastic deformation Mm. uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, deformation can be defined in much broader sense, um, which uh, which is not really explored um, actively um, yet uh, in, in the soft robotics community. So I'm I'm very much interested in how uh, the concept of soft uh, softness can go uh, broader uh, from now on. And then in this context, we will see how you know um, how robot can self heal, self repair, mm-hmm. itself or, you know, growing or self-replicating or evolving and all this kind of concepts can be discussed in the context of broader definition of, um, uh, broader perspective of soft, soft, uh, uh, softness. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what I am I'm very excited to uh, look at in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, that having been said, do you think that we, what could be solutions that we can maybe recorrect the definition of softness? I don't know. Do you think this is something could be uh, like misleading for understandings of robotics if we have different definition of of softness? Do you think this could be challenging?
1: Uh, well, th- yeah, th- that's one of the reasons I didn't want to really define mm-hmm. what softness is and soft, soft robot is because you know definition should change over time mm-hmm. depending on what technology we have. So at the moment, a lot of people think that softness is something to do with elastic deformation, mm-hmm. but we could you know already include some uh, plastic deformation as a, as a one variation of soft robot um but you know also we can include the soft functional materials like a sensor materials or actuator materials and all these kind of different concepts can um put uh, come together and it, they, they should come together in the future. So so that's why I try not to define this um, little term and try to keep it open so that we have some uh, capacity of uh, expanding our research uh, territory.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. So let me ask you like a futuristic question. How you would see sometimes soft robotics in the future? So if you sit and imagine like in a couple of years how you would see soft robotics in our homes, how you see it in your imagination?
1: Oh, yeah, this is a very exciting discussion and talking about future, right? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so um, I think the, the two things I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, one of them is that, you know, the softness or soft robots can go any type of robot so you know it maybe in the future we don't have to call our robots soft robots anymore because all of the robots become uh soft robots in one way or the other so soft robot become just a robot right so that's one aspect of it Um, and and another aspect is is uh, you know we should probably think about the really 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 soft robots like you know um octopus is usually the good um example but you know, to what extent soft robots can um, really, really soft. And that's, that's another challenge that our robots are still, most of our soft robots are still uh, very rigid compared to some of the, uh, the biological substances. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's another direction we should, uh, should look at. And probably those robots will be called soft robots and the, the kind of robot, kind of soft robots we're doing is probably just a robot in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. So, how we can make sure soft robotics could be really beneficial to human as all, well, as we are in academia now. This is like a question, I don't know what could be the answer you answer for yourself, how we ensure that soft robotics could be beneficial to human as all. Well.
1: Um, so, yeah, um, well, I think there, there are two ways to think about it again. So, one of them is, um, is, is some, you know, the research and the intellectual or educational mm-hmm. uh, uh, implications of soft technologies or soft robot technologies, um, because uh, this, this is really opening the door of uh, doing um, education of robotics and mm-hmm. engineering um as well as uh, research of uh, of of um of this discipline can be very different uh, because we start dealing with more variations of materials and uh and more um uh, fun- uh functionality in materials and so on so so that's um that's a very very uh, big contribution to humanity Mm. we just need to you know uh, continue doing very innovative uh, research and education um and another aspect of it is is of course you know how we can develop the technologies that helps our human uh, daily activities um and uh well at the moment there's so many things that uh, um, the uh, so I many jobs and tasks that the, the human mm-hmm. should not be doing, um, and all these things can be potentially replaced by by robots because of the soft technologies. Uh, software technology can make robots more, more you know, human friendly uh, and more intelligent, mechanically intelligent, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and and cheaper, um, and uh, um, mm-hmm. and and so on. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that, that kind of aspect of soft robot can open a new market, uh, uh, applications of soft uh, robotics uh, that can be uh, beneficial for human uh, society. Mm-hmm.
0: Great point. So that's that's why I would like to ask in the market, do you think that the industrial sector is really perceiving what we're doing in soft robotics? What do you think about what they see already, what's done so far in in, in the research. Do you think there is a niche for soft robotics uh, and industry? Oh
1: yes, absolutely. I think Mm -hmm. um, it's um, it's not just a niche. Soft robots can go all different directions, um, because it's it's dealing with materials, and material is a fundamental element to make innovations in robotics. So it's not you know at the moment a lot of research are um, looking at the problem of manipulation, locomotion um and so on Mm -hmm. but potentially you know uh, soft uh, technologies can go any parts of uh, robotics and any applications of uh, of robotics and um yeah again we should not really distinguish uh, too strictly about soft or rigid. But, mm-hmm. You know, these two things are coming together in the future. And uh, and, and uh, by introducing soft concepts in rigid robots, that already opens up uh, um, the yeah. application area which the conventional robots could
0: not go. So there is a, like, hypothetical question. If your student come and I want to start uh, start-up in soft robotics, just a project, what do you think could make soft robotics startup successful? It's about the uh, technology or the... Pro- what, what do you think?
1: So, uh, if you talk about a business, yeah. um, a business can fail in million different ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting <laughs> so, point, yeah.
1: Um, so, technology is one small part of the mm. in a million different ways you can fail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would not talk too much about Um, technologies but if you're really interested in successful business Mm -hmm. um, you should really thinking about all this million you know possible failures you Mm. you will make Um, and um yeah so I think that's that's not easy problem, but you mm-hmm. know uh, the, the important thing is that your partner, like who you work with uh, is the most important thing. And if you have a good partner starting up a business that's uh, that's um, mm-hmm. very um, uh, the most probably the most important thing for startup companies. Uh, but having said that, you know in relation to soft robotics research, um, so this is a totally new, uh area of research uh and and an application so uh you need to have a, a kind of creative mind mm-hmm. that um, we should not only look at the existing conventional market of uh, our application of robotics uh but you know how a new technology can open up a new market that didn't exist but we can probably you know, rapidly create um so so that's Probably one of the uh, things we should think about.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, this is really, I really like I like this advice. So I don't know if you have any cooperation with industry or if any there is any cooperation right now.
1: Oh, I have a, a lots of industry uh, and collaborations. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, Um, Well, you know, we're all engineers and uh, we're interested in how to eventually build something useful for um, our daily life, for human society at large. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why I think, uh, um, you know, the the technology translation for industry is one of our uh, um, important core missions. Mm -hmm. So um, but having said that, uh, there are different types of uh, technology translations. and uh, one way is you know how to improve the existing applications uh, or, or, or um, technologies in the existing market um, in that case we just need to work with the companies that has a solution and how our technology can improve the existing solutions um, so that's one type of research another type of research we do is it actually creating a new market as i said mm-hmm. earlier uh, new technologies doesn't you you know often have um place you can uh directly make an application so in that mm-hmm. case you need to first create uh a niche mm-hmm. and then you uh, start um selling it so um so so the, the formal type of research that we're doing is, uh, we're doing a lot to do with uh, agri-food uh, industry. So agricultural business, there are uh, companies um, having problem with uh, manipulation of crops and, and harvesting of uh, vegetables and so on and so forth. So um, there we have um, um, the farmers or, uh, or farming equipment manufacturer um, um, to, to work together and improve their existing uh, process or equipment mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and the latter case um, is mostly about the starting up uh, companies. So um, we we have uh, we're working with some um, students, you know, starting a new, a new uh, companies. And mm-hmm. one of the successful projects we did is the um, the company called the uh, Nuni's uh, mm-hmm. chairless chair. Uh, that's the wearable chair technologies that were built uh, because we've been doing lots of uh, actuator development in the past, and we didn't really know how these actuators could be useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, the students uh, came to me, interested in startup companies, yeah. uh, and that's why I suggested them, okay, why don't you use these actuators for something useful? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they came up with this idea of um, building wearable chair. Mm-hmm and uh, now this, uh, uh it took um seven eight years to to get this commercialized but after all uh this uh, the company was um uh self-sufficiently independent and they were uh, making um chairs for standing workers yeah. in, in factory um, and, um, yeah, so that's an that's, uh, um, um, interesting successful yeah. case yes. that we have and uh, we're hoping to make uh, a lot more uh, successful stories like this in the future.
0: Right. That's cool. So, I would like to see how you would see the integration of artificial intelligence term as a broader term with soft robotics. Do you think that we have to do like a terminology to define how this integration should be? How do you see it in?
1: Right, so that's a, a really interesting question because we, you know, AI technologies is is becoming a commodity for mm-hmm. many researchers and many engineers, um, and uh, we are also, um, you know, using this the technologies that are available in the internet or and uh, on, on, and so on. Um, And uh, yes, I think we're still exploring what's the implications of, you know, having and using these technologies in the context of uh, robotics research, and especially in soft robotics research. Um, And uh, in some ways, uh, it's very interesting because AI can uh, uh, um, allow us to do um many things that we could not do before for example in computer vision is is getting a huge uh, leap in the uh, in the capability because of the uh, machine learning technologies that we can recognize many different kind of things very easily um uh, without you know uh, complicated programming skills so um i, I think um and, and and one of the uh, Interesting um, aspects of yeah. AI uh, in the context of soft robotics yeah. is that the soft structure has usually uh, a lot more complex um, uh, interaction with the environment, mm-hmm. uh, and, and usually it's, it's uh, more uh, it's difficult to tra- um, it's more difficult to um, um, to to do conventional um, hard coding uh, approaches. So um, there are lots of research topics that we could take advantage of AI to to, to do complex manipulation, for example, um, because of AI technology. So I think it's just starting now, and then, uh, but we should definitely uh, explore how AI and software ones can um, make an even bigger impact.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. So now, for more specific questions, do you think ego is important for the researcher?
1: Oh, ego. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, doing research is uh, is a really challenging uh, process because um, you know sometimes. Uh, you are lost, uh, if not all the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sometimes uh, well, you you're not always successful, so you have to experience lots of failures, uh, and sometimes you have a little success, uh, and and you have to you know encourage yourself to move forward even without you know big success and so on. Um, so in that sense, I think. Um, you need to be confident yourself, and you need to be enthusiastic mm-hmm. about what you're doing. Uh, and in that sense, uh, ego is important because um, you know you um, you you just cannot stop because of the one failure. You just have to keep going. Um, so so that is is really um, um, the aspects you probably need ego for. Um, and, uh, but also, um, uh, the robotics is really about, um, integration and collaborations and, um, building complex systems cannot be done alone. So, uh, ego is, uh, sometimes disturbing, uh, Mm -hmm. if you need to do really collaborative research. Um, so yeah, I think this is a, a good balance you need to uh, make if you uh, want to be uh, a su- 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 successful uh, researcher.
0: Uh-huh, great. So second question: As you are the director of your group, how you make sure things are going in the right direction and following the process you plan for? How you make sure everything is going in the right direction?
1: Um, well, we're making a lot of mistakes, <laughs> and not everything uh is going to directions um it it should have probably Mm -hmm. um but having said that um i think uh, looking back the history is probably the important thing um you know a lot of people uh do research without really knowing other people done in the past Mm -hmm. um and um you know we have all this um the the people in the past gave examples for us what what we should do and what we should not do a a great uh, advisor for me to um to do what we should do and what we should not do um and uh but you know at the same time the research is uh, exploration so exploration has to do some um, dealing with uncertainties and we, we should not be afraid of mm-hmm. making mistakes. Uh, but, you know, given the, um, the, the historical uh, path, we can do better guess about where we should go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good advice. So, did you ever design this, a robot on a regular basis and ending up using at your home, having a robot at your home?
1: um well i uh, always wanted to (laughs) but uh, unfortunately not Um, okay so the closest we did is this wearable uh, chair that's probably um i might i don't mind wearing it for for my job Uh, just to you know uh, have a a nice chair while while you need to walk around Mm -hmm. um but um, no, I'm not using it at the moment. So I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I am so successful uh, in this regard.
0: <laughs> okay. So as you are a BTU supervisor, I would like to ask you when you select a student to be student or master's, what kind of call is you looking for? Is it something about skills or something about experience? What what you look for in, in your in your team? How you, how, you, how you select a student?
1: Right, so uh, PhD students are, are different from uh, uh, master and probably undergrad students mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that uh, you know PhD students should do the research with me um, and uh, finding good PhD students always difficult because you know on one hand I am a difficult difficult person <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah so so um, it's not easy 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 task but I think what, having said that, the important uh, element of PhD students is really about um, whether uh, they can find good problems or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, if you're a student, undergrad or, or post-grad, master student, student um, usually problems are given and, and you're, you're asked to solve the given problems. Whereas if you go to PhDs, um, you need to create the problems itself, mm-hmm. um, uh, in addition to solving them, right? Um, and in uh, you know it's it's it, it, for many students it's very surprising that there are so many problems that cannot be solved by uh, you know by definition, mm-hmm. uh, and finding good problems that you can solve is really not trivial uh, skills and. Uh, I'm I'm usually looking at how uh, students can uh, come up with problems um, in addition to solving them, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that's that's really uh, what research is uh, all about. So um, yeah, that's what the most important thing I will look at.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. so let me ask you about what is the best advice was given to you, and was like life changing for you, even professionally or personally. That you would like to share with our audience?
1: Um, oh, that's a really difficult question. <laughs> Life-changing experience. Uh, so, yeah, um, what, what's, what's really um, uh, interesting is that um, the what you can do alone is so little. Uh, I thought when I was a student, I mm-hmm. thought I could do more by myself, but. Um, if I look back so far, uh, my uh, research career, professional career, um, I, I, I found it so um, so powerless uh, alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, uh, you need to be really surrounded by interesting and great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can be your advisor, can be your students, or can be your colleagues, or can be your friends uh, in other um, you know areas. Um, and uh, that. Give you a really a lot of power, um, you know, doing things that you never expected, or you know, this, quite mm-hmm. some miracles happen because of the collaboration with the great friends and and the and the coworkers. So um, I think that was the really biggest lesson I learned. Um, in my life so far, that you should really, um, you know, work with great people, find, try to find great people, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and 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 you know, um, respect this kind of relationship as much as possible because there's so um, much you can um, gain from from such uh, um, uh, relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good advice. So we are now at the end of the, the podcast. I would like to ask you if you have any final words you would like to share with soft robotics community, with people who are interested in soft robotics. Final yes. Words.
1: Yes. Um, yes. Well, I, I think, uh, well, first of all, I would like to thank um, so many people mm-hmm. in the community of soft robotics. So uh, we have started this IEEE Technical Committee of Soft Robotics in 2012. It's already 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, since then, we created this uh, soft robotics journals and soft robotics conferences and, and countless uh, workshops in IROS, ICRA, and other uh, mm-hmm. conferences um, and um, and at the moment uh, we have uh, more than 800 uh, people subscribing um, soft robotics mailing list at the moment mm-hmm. um, and uh, many people give us um, the progress of their research and uh, a new project announcements um and so on and so forth so um and, and again you know this the creation and uh, um, operation of the soft robotics community could not have been done alone or some group of, uh, of of people but i think you know all of these people in the community are um helping uh, us to to be exciting innovative and uh, um and uh, a productive community mm-hmm. so um so that's that's something I, I really really like thank everyone uh and also i would like to um welcome a lot more people yeah. to to this community because you know this is a really big thing um this uh, the software robotics revolution that i call is probably you know uh, one of the events in that happens in 20 or 30 years uh, yeah span. so Um, I think you should really keep going with this revolution and uh, I would like to see more exciting uh, outcome in the future.
0: Yeah, thanks so much. I really enjoyed this discussion. Thanks so much for your time and uh, on behalf of IEEE community, soft robotic community, we thank you for your time. Thanks so much.
1: Okay, thank you very much.
0: Thank you.